Welcome to ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. Coming up on today's show, did Alex Anthopoulos mortgage the future? And we do know that the narrative has changed as far as QB1 for the Falcons, but do we really understand how or why the narrative changed? And last but not least, and for the culture, I'm really going to miss Dansby Swanson. It's ATL Day Ones. Let's go. This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. Thank you for making ATL Day Once your first listener today. Remember, we're free and available wherever you download your podcast and wherever you download your podcast. Make sure you leave us a five-star review. We really appreciate that from you in advance. Uh, today's episode of ATL Day Once is brought to you by Bet On. Line T, when I tell you, a lot of people were just going crazy and losing their minds and talking about what's going on with Dansby, what's going on with Dansby Swanson. Axon Thopper said, y'all can have that. I'm cool. We'll we'll work that out when we get to it. I'm going to go ahead and trade for Sean Murphy, the catcher, a guy who, who showed some pop last year in the last couple of years, as, as a matter of fact, 35 home runs in the last two seasons as a catcher. A lot of comparisons to JT Real Muto for the uh, Philadelphia Phillies. Um, I think that the Braves got some good return on it, but did he give up too much, T? Yeah, I still feel like he gave up a little too much. And it's interesting because he talked about the fact that this was an on-again, off-again, on-again, off-again deal, right? So, yes, the Braves had their eye on Sean Murphy from early in the offseason, but just couldn't quite get the numbers right with the A's, kind of like the NBA they needed a third part partner, essentially, and they mm -hmm. found it in the Brewers. And for me, when I look down the list of everybody that's gone, Kyle Muller, Manny Pena, Freddie Tarnock, that's painful, but probably the most painful one is William Contreras. Yeah. However, that's probably more heart than head, because when I look at Sean Murphy's numbers, yeah, the numbers don't really makes sense because we're talking about a 250 average 66 rbi i think maybe 19 home runs last season but from what i'm told from some of the aficionados like our grant mccauley i always refer to him because he always has such great insight Indeed. when you look at the park that he played in primarily versus what could happen to him in SunTrust, night and day so the possibilities are definitely there although in in wild bill of course you lose one of your most powerful uh, dh dhs if you will but what you do gain although i still feel like aa gave up a lot what you do gain is someone who is better at calling games william right. Contreras was getting there and i so wish that alex anthopoulos would have allowed him the time to get there maybe it would have only been one more season but murphy's already there he's already as good as calling at calling games as travis darno is we know how good he is at calling games and then you think about catching He's just better defensively. I mean, he's a gold glover, right? So you've right. got that piece. And finally, you look at the fact that you need someone, if, if stolen bases are going to be a thing, and not to delve too much into that, but you've got a bigger base and so many other tweaks that Major League Baseball has done in that space, if stolen bases are going to be a big deal. To encourage it, right? Yeah. Need, right. You kind of need yeah. somebody who's going to be able to throw a, a runner out at second and that's what Murphy's known for. Like, he, he's got a gun. So I see why Alex Anthopoulos brought him on board. So now you have two very strong catchers interchangeably. You don't lose anything on Darno, Darno's days off. 
but probably losing Contreras and maybe Kyle Muller were a little bit like a head scratcher to me. That might have been where I went. Ooh, huh, huh. both of them. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, by baseball, by by baseball America, David uh, Kyle Muller was ranked the number one prospect in the Braves camp, camp, right? And we know that for years. The Braves tend to hold hold on to those type of guys, but yes. I think where they are right now, mm-hmm. and you know, to be honest with you, yeah, I, I I like the future. I like the future is bright. You know, they got a lot of young guys under contract for quite some time, but mm-hmm. it's all about right now for me. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, they have to go win another World Series, and and I, and I wholeheartedly believe that Alex Anthopoulos has his mind centrally focused on that. But sure. I, I think that for for Murphy though. And I, I thought it was really interesting because it, it, it just kind of shows you what the Braves value, right? Mm-hmm. And he's a plus defender, you know, and he has a rocket of an arm and, and he can throw guys out. I think he had a 30% clip last year. So those are some of the things that the Braves value tremendously. Like, mm-hmm. And we've and they've made those moves uh, according to that that what they value, right? Because right. we talked about how we haven't heard anything about Dansby, you mm-hmm. know, for this offseason. But you know, he but he did kind of hint that hey, we have a lot of depth at catcher, so there may be a move there, right? So, because Alex Anthopoulos, the one thing that I really, really like about him is the, the transparency, right? Because that's what we ask for as fans and people who cover teams for mm-hmm. the, the person in charge of the personnel to, you know, hey, be honest right. with us, be yeah. straightforward with us. Now, he's not saying, hey, here's the move that I'm about to make. But it's a little slick with, with, the, with the verbiage, right? He can throw some things out there to kind of give you a hint, like, okay, here's where I'm going. Here's I'm going to feed you a little, little bird feed. All you got to do is pay attention and eat that bad boy. You'll know where I'm going. And I think that – I think I, we, we we all saw this coming because we know that another team had to be added into it in order for this deal to even come through, right? Uh, right. So uh, according to Ken Rosenthal. So all of those things come into play, and you kind of put it in the pot. You're saying, all right, this is where we are. This is how we're, you know, moving forward. And that Dansby, Dansby Swanson situation is going to handle itself. And as a matter of fact, I want to kind of um, let you all hear how what Alex Anthopoulos had to say after the big trade for Sean Murphy about Dansby Swanson. I mean, we're still open-minded, clearly, with that. Um, but again, we've also, we have to prepare, you know, with what we have right now. And what we have currently on the roster is, Orlando R.C. of Vaughn Grissom. So, um, but no one's been handed anything. Um, we're definitely not prepared to name a starting shortstop right now. There's still guys that are out there and available. So um, if the season started today with who we have on the roster, it'd be a competition between those two. Um, but the season doesn't start today. So, you know, we're going to leave our options open. And if we can make the club better at that spot or anywhere else, we'll continue to look to do if the season started today, there will be a competition between those two. The yes. aforementioned Vaughn Grissom, the yeah. aforementioned Orlando Arcia. I did not hear competition amongst the three or that we have a starting shortstop. In fact, he said that that decision was not made. So that yeah. tells you just a little peek into not so much that all bets are off with Dansby Swanson or the negotiations have ended. But I believe that he's really trying to prepare people for the departure of Dansby Swanson, because it seems like each and every day it's more imminent. And I think as you see some of these teams, like not so much every day, but every other day, a new team throwing their hat in the ring and being able to come off the dollars 
that are closer to what Dansby Swanson wants and what the market's dictating, yep. that's going to be really, really difficult for the Braves to counter. And I'm not sure they're even interested in countering because that's just not their thing. Yes. Have they opened the purse strings a little bit more in the last couple of years? Sure they have. But think about this. Part of the reason that they go out and try to sign players during the season is because they can throw some money at them and say, hey, here's what you can get. And it's ahead of that next season when maybe players at the same position who are functioning at the same level might be negotiating way, way up. So the track record seems to indicate that the days of Dansby are pretty much done. Absolutely. And I think that that's one of the things that we, unfortunately, we'll talk about this in for the culture. One of the reasons why I'm going to miss him is going to be, it kind of speaks to the city and, and, and what who he is as a person. Yes. But we'll, we'll definitely get into that a little bit later. But first, we got to definitely talk about the Atlanta Hawks taking that drubbing. They got a mud stumped, curb stumped. Uh, they got the brakes beat off of them last night by the Memphis Grizzlies. With mm-hmm. no John Morant, by the way, and the Hawks were they were out, uh, without a lot of people as well. Betray mm-hmm. being out and all that stuff. So you only had one starter in the starting lineup with DeAndre Hunter. So I think those are some of the things that you kind of go into this game like, okay, you're gonna see where the depth is for the Atlanta Hawks, and I think we kind of figured, okay, they got some depth, but Bo was out as well. So mm-hmm. T, like, did this kind of game? Did, did this game expose like who, the Hawks who they were as far as? who's on that bench and who's capable of coming in and giving you some spot starts to maybe win some games? Yeah, because Onyeka Okongu, unfortunately, was no match for Jaren Jackson. Jaren, oh my God. Just, yeah, there was there was just no match. You threw beat at him, you could throw whoever you want at him. There was just oh no goodness. match. It was almost like he was saying to everybody, hey, there. I've been gone for two weeks, or 14 games rather, but I'm back and I'm back big because when you're out there getting eight blocks, eight, did you say eight? I said eight franchise record blocks, eight blocks. all by yourself. <laughs> it's amazing for one human to be in a, a game and be able to do something like that. So I think that kind of exposed, like really there's a need for Onyeka Okongwu to continue to evolve his skill set so that yes. he can be more of a force around the basket. Right. And also, when you kind of look at AJ Griffin, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not about to indict him because this oh, is a rookie yeah. who is still yeah. doing things that you really don't expect of a rookie this early in the season. But it also showed that, hey, when they go to the likes of Tyus Jones and Jaron Jackson comes back and they don't have John Morant, they're still good. They're still good. They're actually one of the teams, really, over the last couple of seasons, the last this season and last season who they still have a nice little plus differential when their star is out. Hawks not so much. So, yes, we've all been kind of focusing on what's going to happen with John Collins. Is he going to go? Is he going to stay? Is he going to go? But honestly, you're probably going to have to look at not only who could potentially replace him to give you a stronger presence at the four, both offensively and let's be honest, defensively as well, consistency on defense. But also it speaks to the fact that when you look down that bench, Yes, Bogdan Bogdanovich is great, but you better hope his knee holds up for the season. And when you look at A.J. Griffin, you may have to take him in and out of that start, that that 2.0, that bench unit. So if you got to take him out of the bench mob and put him in the starting space, you do lose the productivity when you need to take your starters out. So there are some thoughts that I think 
we've kind of been knowing, but I think we got our confirmation last night that Landry Fields and Travis Link may have more to be concerned about than just the, the starting four. Absolutely. Hey, man. You know, at the four. And I thought it was interesting that Sean Sharania in the report about, you know, the trade um, deadline and everything. There's a, a, a deadline for players who signed in the contract coming up. Mm-hmm. And in the G League convention, there are going to be a lot of conversations going on. And John Collins' name is still reigning through yes. a lot of teams. And a couple more teams have jump on, on the bandwagon as far mm-hmm. as being interested. So Travis Lankin, like you said, Travis Lankin and Fields are going to have, have a lot of work to do as far as how they want this roster to look as they get yeah. ready to go into the second third of the season as we are sitting right now with, with the, um, the Atlanta Hawks sitting mm-hmm. right now at 500. A 500 team. So, T, got to really do a really quick mention of this. You know, the Georgia Bulldogs, they're really good, right? They're good. They're good. Um, <laughs> Jalen Carter get acknowledged for all, as an All-American. And um, Brock Bowers got acknowledged for All-American. And then what Chris Smith ended up getting his second team All-American as well, who are really solid safety. I think if an NFL team wants some guy, a guy that's just all around just solid, you'll probably mm-hmm. be able to get him in the mid to late rounds. He is definitely your guy, but T. But shout out to the Bulldogs for continuing to rack up on these awards, these postseason awards. And also Jamon Dumas Johnson, who is a, just a really great linebacker that they actually moved from outside to inside, and they've moved him all around, and he has really stepped up to the plate. So uh, he got second-team honors for uh, AP All-American uh, on Monday as well. So, yeah, again, it just reminds everybody that the dogs, are they're out there in Athens churning, just waiting to get their hands on Ohio State. And I still believe that even with all of these accolades, you look at Brock Bowers and the fact that he was chosen or voted on the second team, I think some of them are going to have a little chip on their shoulder to say, oh, we have something to prove and we're going to prove it in this college football playoff. Absolutely. And speaking of the George Bulldogs, Ohio State Buckeyes, how about this? If you're trying to win some money, trying to figure out how to get some money for the new year, how about this? Go to betonline.net because it is the fastest and easiest way to check in with all your big needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. T, the one thing that I've really enjoyed as we've been talking about BetOnline is the fact that they have so many options, right, as to information to help you make a good decision because they are and they are the top online source for all sports wager information live in-game betting scores and podcasts they have got you covered you guys come to us each and every day for all your atl sports needs right so go to bet online and get all the information that you need because they have podcasts there as well all the stuff that you need it's time to make some money y'all new year is here Christmas is too late for Christmas. If you ain't got no money by now for Christmas, it's too late. So you have to go. You have to make an explanation to your significant other. Say, hey, I'm going to do something for you for the new year. A new year, new me. I'm going to give you a new year, new me gift. So get that new year, new me gift and head to bed online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today because bed online is where the game starts. Yes. And we are about what, five days away from the start of a big game, maybe a one of the era. biggest games for the uh, Falcons, but also for Desmond Ritter. Of course, they're going to yes. be in New Orleans taking on the Saints Sunday. And dare I say it, because it's the truth, it is a big game because every single team in the NFC South is still in playoff contention, crazy yes. as it sounds. So right. for most of 
us who are, if you're in Falcons country as a fan, if you are media who support the Falcons, no one was shocked last week when we got the news that the Falcons decided that they wanted to move forward with Desmond Ritter at QB1, right? But it's the aftermath of that and kind of finding out more of the details that have made it a little bit more intriguing and kind of making you wonder, okay, kind of where are we going forward with what not just QB1 looks like, but really, Jarvis, what the QB room looks like, period, for the rest of this season. So a lot of narrative was around, oh, Desmond Ritter will be replacing Marcus Mariota as a starting QB only if the Falcons are out of playoff contention coming off the bye. Well, guess what? They are still in playoff contention and a change was still made. Desmond Ritter was put in that position because Arthur Smith said it was performance-based. So that change of the narrative that most people thought, I mean, is Ritter there? You know, he's only going to be the starter if the playoffs were not in play. Well, they are, and he is the starter. So what now? I I think that Arthur Smith, I think this is the reason why you drafted him, right? I think that's the reason why they went to him. They drafted him because of the the, the qualities that they feel that he has to be successful in the NFL, right? Because yeah. those are some of the things that we we talked about. We pointed out all the uh, Mariota's deficiencies after every game and yes. to ad nauseum, you know, to a lot of people who really disliked us sometimes. For You know, I'll be reading y'all comments. I'll be checking y'all out. I know what y'all be saying. So, yeah. So, yeah, I, I see you. I see you. But I think right now it's time to understand why this guy's in this game. And I think that one of the reasons why is because he can make certain throws that Mariota can't make. And yeah. I think that when you have a guy sitting right there and mm-hmm. understanding what you're trying to do, what you're right. trying to accomplish, and given what the game plan is already, you know, the game plan that's already in place with, with Mariota, Hey, mm-hmm. we're gonna run the ball a lot and take some chances from here and now. That's a doggone. It's, it, to me, that's a mm-hmm. game plan for a rookie quarterback. So yes. hey, it fits, right? Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah. it's Ritter is the perfect fit for this mm-hmm. particular situation. You know, it's like hey, we 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 got some good linemen that can run block pretty solid. You know, they've been a, a solid um, rushing team football team throughout the entire year. And and I think that, you know, you can take advantage of some things that I feel like some attributes that Ritter has that mm-hmm. Mariota necessarily does. And yeah. I think and and I and I, I wholeheartedly believe this because Arthur Smith said it himself. Yeah. He's been preparing Ritter for probably the past month. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Getting him ready for, you know, what 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 the preparing for a game plan, what the process looks like to prepare prepared as, as a starter. He talked about how. You know, you got to get into your own rhythm. Athletes yes. are, are creatures of habit, no doubt. Yep. I, can, I can admit to that. I still am to this day. So, you know, preparing for this show and, and coming up with ideas and topics, I got to do the same way each and every day. And that's what Mario has been working on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sorry, Ritter has been working on. Mm-hmm. And Arthur Smith has been helping him with that. So I think yeah. all of those things come into play. You put it all in the pot, this is what you get. Yeah. And you also look at some of the positives that were coming from even the players. Uh, You know, Tyler Algier talked about working with Ritter during the bye and kind of getting that rhythm set. So that was exciting because, of course, we know that one of the all important pieces to the run game is that you also have running backs that are complementary enough to be able to give you something in the passing game. But, yeah, I thought it was interesting there as well. And I think, too, there were a lot of comments 
from the players that were consistent with what you and I have spoken about, which is our expectations of who he is and their confirmation of who he is. We set our expectations for Sunday. We're typically more the mental piece than anything. So you just made a point about the fact that he can make throws that Mariota can't make, but also he can make the decision to not make the throw. And those decisions that Mariota made to make the throw. And like I said, Algier, Caleb Huntley, they all spoke about the maturity that Ritter has shown and that they believe that he is game ready. And I thought that was very positive. And I think, too, another thing that you made a point about is there's been preparation for more than a month now to get Ritter in position for this. Guess who knew that? Marcus Mariota. Mm -hmm. So when the decision was made to tell him, hey, it's official, official. Of course, Arthur Smith, much respect to him for waiting because he wanted Mario to, to you know, get around some good news, if you will, new, new child, if you will. But right. once Mario heard that information, essentially, he's out of the building and essentially he'll he'll be on IR for the rest of this year. So probably Mariota's days here are, are numbered. But I think that's OK, Jarvis, because I think that what Mariota was brought in for, in addition to being kind of a stopgap, was also the mature, the veteran experience that he could share with Ritter, right? So right. it'll be interesting to see kind of if we find out more details about that saga, we're going to continue to bring you the information as it evolves so that you guys can understand the layers of this and how the Falcons are getting to where they're going to be Sunday. Not just for this position, by the way, because Arthur Smith made it clear he's still looking at some changes in other positions. So if you want to know about that story, or even if you guys want to know about potential fallout for the Cardinals, because it might not just be about Kyler Murray being out for this season with the way he plays ball, he could also be out next season. What does that mean for the Cardinals GM? What does that mean for their coach? Locked on Sports Today will have reaction, instant reaction to the potential fallout for the Cardinals. And even <laughs> if you want to hear about crazy cray cray stories like Chris Beard and what the heck is going on with him touching folks in Texas, keep your hands to yourself. Locked on Sports Today is probably going to have a Please. reaction for that. And you know, this show loves to take on those kinds of topics. And for the culture, they'll take it on and take of the day. So don't forget after you check us out on odyssey app on youtube or wherever you download your podcast your next stop should be locked on sports today now look the other piece there that we thought was interesting but i would say respectful want to hear what you have to say arthur smith like we said confirmed that marcus mariota is going to ir with a knee issue pretty convenient right Oh, oh, it is most definitely convenient, T. Like, because when you think about it, like, and, and I, I had to hit my guy of uh, Josh Kendall, who covers the Falcons for the Athletics. I was just like, uh, I like that follow-up question that you had because when he said that he potentially is going to go to IR, right? then he came back and said that, you know, this is something that, you know, uh, it's the player's prerogative. Um, yes. He said uh, a chronic knee issue. And I'm just like, all of these terms are something that feels like coming from a player. And, you know, he wanted to get right. checked out and then he's potentially going to go to our. I was like, right. and then uh, my guy Josh followed up and said, well, if he didn't lose his starting position, would he still play? have played or would he have this issue? And then right. Arthur Smith's response was, I'm not a doctor, but wait a minute. You said that he's potentially going to IR. So you right. are, you know, saying potentially putting yourself in a doctor, a doctor's uh, a cloak real quick and saying that, you know, this is what it is. This is what's about yeah. to go down. So I think that 
just all this stuff kind of it, it ends up being a, a similar to a Deion Jones situation, right? Yeah, you know how right. he played in the preseason game, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden yeah. uh, he went on an hour. Like, wait a minute, he, he looked healthy to me. What happened? Right. So all those things kind of boil down to, and I just think that it feels like this is coming from Marcus Mariota saying, mm-hmm. "Hey, I want to get this knee checked out. I want to see what's going on." And then, so basically, you're buying out in a sense. Yeah. And that, that kind of goes against what we felt and how we feel, felt about that guy, right? The reason why they brought yeah. him in, because he was a veteran, mm-hmm. because he has experience. And right. just in case there is a quarterback change or he would have lost out on the quote-unquote QB battle to start mm-hmm. the season, he would have been a good, a good resource for Ritter. Yeah. And I think that it kind of sucks a little bit because, like, mm-hmm. I didn't gather Mariota doing something like this. And, it, right. and, and I'm not going to indict him. But mm-hmm. it's it's fishy tea. It's fishy. Yeah, it's very interesting. I, I, I'm disappointed as well because I'm thinking, okay, I'd almost rather you just go on paternity leave. Like, at least right, that exactly. would make a little bit like, more sense to me. Ain't nobody yeah. will question that. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, that makes perfect sense to me because that right. takes you out for a week or two. And if you're needed for whatever reason in those last couple of weeks, you're available to the Falcons versus going on IR, you're done. But right. I, yeah, so that was kind of disappointing. But because of the verbiage, I do agree that it seems player-driven versus coach-driven. However, right. the one caveat that I would add is Marcus Mariota, Arthur Smith, they have a pre-existing relationship. There's mm-hmm. a lot of respect there. And yep. so maybe with Marcus saying, hey, you know what? I just want to bow out gracefully. And IR is probably the most graceful way to bow out because then I don't have to answer any questions. I don't have to be around this whole situation. I can just, you know, kind of reset to see if there's any way that I can possibly salvage my career next season because I still don't feel like he'll be the backup next season. I feel like, hey, they might just give him the money and say, you know, thanks so much for just being a stopgap for a year. We appreciate you. Or three quarters of a year or a season. So we'll, we'll see. You know, and I just let me just add this real real quick, T. I think he really believed that he was going to revitalize his career here yeah. in Atlanta. I really, yes. I think, I think he really right. wholeheartedly believed that he was going to be able to uh, be a starter here for right. a few years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I can, I can kind of get it. You know, and not saying that Arthur Smith sold him on that because right. I don't think Arthur Smith is that type of guy. But I, I, I do believe that he really felt like this. It wasn't going to end like this, obviously. Yeah, and I don't blame him. I don't think anyone who is an athlete playing at the highest level walks into a situation saying, I'm just going to settle for second. Even if they kind of know somewhere in the back of their heads, unless you're just not a competitor. But most are competitors. And most are saying, hey, I'm gunning for that number one spot, and I believe I can get it. So, yeah, I think this probably was a bigger disappointment than maybe any of us realized because he knows the mindset that he walked into this season and into this franchise with and where it ended up as of now and probably the remainder of the season. So, you know, if you are one of those people who loved Mariota and thought that this show was going in on him all the time and now you're really sad about it, get yourself a Bilt Bar. It'll make everything okay. Just go to Bilt.com, get yourself some puffs, 100% 100% real chocolate, only 160 grams of fat. So therefore, it's not going to really hit your midsection for you to be like really sad about this whole QB1 switch. Also, you can get 15 grams of protein. So that is good. You know, you need to be healthy through the rest of the season. Most of us are trying to not put on pounds. And so when you get a little hungry and you don't want to go in there and eat that full holiday meal that's been sitting there waiting for you, 
just check out Built. Built.com is where you go. Use the code LOCKEDON15, and that'll get you 15% off your first order. And don't forget, if you don't want it for yourself, it'll definitely make for good stocking stuffers. Check it out at Built.com. And also check out ATLDayOnes at gmail.com if you want to get in contact to the show with the show. We're almost at 5,100 subscribers, guys, so you guys have been really kicking behind. Keep liking, subscribing to our channel. Really appreciate that. Uh, really, really, really appreciate that. It means a lot to us for sure. Um, now, T, this is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports and entertainment and the culture. Sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about because that's just how we get down on this show. Today is no different. The reason why I said that I'm going to miss Dansby Swanson because yes. I've been one that to say that the man is gone. He ain't coming back. You know, if he comes back, I wouldn't mind being wrong. But uh, <laughs> he got married. To his, yeah. you know, I guess long time girlfriend is that okay to say? You know, yes. long time girlfriend, fiance, uh, Mallory Pugh, professional soccer player, uh, nice couple by the way. They got yeah. married in Georgia, and T. We all know how important that food is when it comes to weddings now. Oh gosh, yes, the uh, make or break. You know what I'm saying? What like there are certain and family members. The bar is open. <laughs> yes, no yes. thing there, there are certain family members that will only come if the food is popping. If they, they might even ask about the menu uh before they even decide to come and respond to that to that invite. Trust me guys, I'm not speaking from out of my out of my neck. I've been married before. I'm speaking from experience because I understand. I, I know certain people that aren't won't come because the food it's probably doesn't sound like it's gonna be good. So but yeah uh for, for Dansby Swanson you know he had the peach cobbler going on you know all that stuff but the, the main thing that I want to point out, T, and bring up for you guys on right here on For the Culture, the man had Waffle House, T. He had Waffle House. Yes. The man had Waffle House at the wedding. Like, man, I'm going to miss that dude. Man, golly. He's just <laughs> he so, I mean, out there. I'm, I'm, I'm hurt. I thought it was hurt. the coolest thing. Yeah, like that, when you see an article about that or you see the pictures, you're like, darn. That's why we'll miss him because he really was Atlanta. Like he really Indeed. was the metro area. And for us, and granted, thank goodness we have Michael Harris a second because we still feel like, you know, there's going to be some connectivity there. Look, I saw we've had for some time now, right? Yeah. And so Dansby on some level made the Freddie Freeman blow a little bit easier to take as time went on. Now you want us to have another body blow? Dang. But I do appreciate that. And also Mallory Pugh, quite classy and cool with what she did. She gave all of her bridesmaids Air Force Ones. I love her. No. BFF. Oh yes, yes, God. yes. See? They are the bad. About, like, come on, man. The man had an outcast 1996 AT Elliot jersey on the, at the parade team. Like, Man, I'm gonna miss this dude. Yeah. Golly. Oh it's man. Oh, I'm so sad now. It's like, I don't even know how I'm in this show team. Help me out. We know. We know. It's a lot. <laughs> now. It is. It really is. But hopefully, you know, maybe we'll, our, our <sighs> intuition or, or word on the street is will, will not be right. And the reason we hope that is because we would love to come back to you tomorrow or sometime this week and tell you, Dan's be staying. Dan's be staying home. So we'll keep our eye on it. The Dan's we watch continues. And of course, we will preview Hawks Magic, see if they can bounce back in that game tomorrow night. Hopefully. And of course, there is so much more to dig into about Falcons. You want to hear it? Come back tomorrow. Y'all come back now, you hear? Oh, Dan's be come back, please. <laughs>